This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, December 18th, 2020. I am Dave Biddle. I am joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. All right, first thing, yes, we are aware of the COVID issues within Ohio State's program, but out of respect for those guys and their privacy, we're not going to get into specifics like who has tested positive, specific names or anything like that. We will wait for Ohio State to make it official on their own. And if they don't make it official, we'll just let it play out. That being said, Jay Book, it is very good news. The team practiced yesterday, and it looks like as of now, we never know, it's 2020 still. It's almost 2021. It looks like as of now, the game is on tomorrow, Big Ten Championship game against Northwestern. Yeah, it looks like they had a couple cases that popped up. And to me, I'm not worried about the game being canceled right now. Um, if you go to Ohio State social media pages on Instagram and Twitter, they have pictures of them at practice and guys having fun jumping in the snow, throwing snowballs at each other. So if there was there was a major concern about the game not being played, Ohio State surely is not showing it to me um, because the stakes are so high. It would have to take the Big Ten coming in, stepping in and saying you're not allowed to play because your cases are that bad and all indications are they're not even close to that threshold. It, you know, there's some guys that, you know, will be out because of some contract tracing and some guys who tested positive, but you know, you, you look at the Michigan state game and those guys were at missing 23 guys still played the game. If they wanted to, they could have played the Illinois games because they still did not meet the big 10 threshold. And for this game, with an, uh, a, a shot at the playoffs on the line, it will take an outbreak of every proportions in the next, you know, 24 hours for them to say, hey, we can't play this actual game. And, and to me, as you mentioned, just seeing those guys being able to get out there and practice tells me right now all systems are gold. Those guys are going to be pushing forward. They plan to leave uh, for Indy this morning. And they're going to head on out there and get ready for uh, a game to where it could be a lot of surprises as far as who's in and out of the rotations. But I'm looking forward to seeing the team back on the field after several weeks. It's going to be great. So Buckeyes favored by 20 tomorrow over Northwestern. It's crazy. Like when they played two years ago, I was thinking in the Big Ten championship game, I'm like, hats off to Northwestern. We might, you know, it might be a long time before they get back, even though the West isn't that strong. Like still to win the West when you're Northwestern, it's it's tough. Here we are two years later and they're already back. So hats off to Pat Fitzgerald. I think this is, a, you know, a good team, especially their defense. 
you know, but they have a, you know, a good offensive line. You know, they're a tough team. Peyton Ramsey's not going to play in the NFL, but he's a good college quarterback. My question to you, Jonah, any worries here tomorrow for the Buckeyes? No, I'm not worried at all. I mean, if you're just talking about will Ohio State win the game, I have the utmost confidence that Ohio State will definitely pull away. As long as Justin Fields is on the field and Ohio State has enough talent on the roster, they're deep enough to beat Northwestern. The question remains is, will Ohio State, if they win this game, be able to have the Big Ten overturn the 20-day, 21-day rule going into the playoffs. This game, I'm not worried about at all. I think Ohio State will definitely handle their business. Regarding that rule, okay, so let's say Ohio State wins. They're in the playoff. We'll get to your opinion about all that in a moment with the college football playoff. But let's say they're in the playoff and other teams from other conferences are playing by the rules from their conferences when it comes to COVID, their, their particular rules. And Ohio State has to play by the Big Ten rules. I'm not down with that at that point. Like it's, it has to be an even playing field. So, and what are you going to do if you're the Big Ten? Ohio State's in the college football playoff. And I think you should go by the CDC rules uh, guidelines at that point. And you know, Big Ten, you know, good talking to you. Go kick rocks. We're going to follow the science here, not what you guys just came up with. You know, just out of the blue, however many months ago. What are your thoughts on that? If they get to the playoff, just saying, listen, we're not even going to follow the Big Ten protocols. We're going to follow protocols, but not the Big Ten's protocols. Yeah, it's it's an odd situation here. You're talking about uncharted territory. I know the playoff committee, because they don't want to get into uh, setting guidelines and parameters, they just basically wipe their hands up and say each team is to follow their own conference guidelines when it comes to the playoffs. And what does that mean for Ohio State? Well, guys that recently test positive would not be eligible for the Big Ten Championship because of the 2021-day rule. And that is a major, major competitive disadvantage that the conference will be putting Ohio State in because you're telling me a Clemson or Notre Dame or Alabama where guys are right back on the field, you know, after a week and a half of being off, whereas Ohio State guys can't even come back until January. That is a significant or late or mid January. That's a significant competitive disadvantage. And it, it sounds like Ohio State is starting to turn the heat up on the Big Ten. I know some people believe that that rule is going to be changed. I, I do not trust the Big Ten at all. They've shown a level of incompetence throughout this entire saga that someone's going to write a book about when it's all said and done. But as you mentioned, their, their rules and their guidelines is not based on actual science. When you have, when you have a 21-day rule that is, that is so stringent compared to the actual CDC that there's no, there's no science to back up you know, what you're doing here. It needs to be overturned because you better believe Clemson and Alabama and Notre Dame come playoff time will be at full stream unless there was something where a player had a breakout or tested positive right before a kickoff. But other than that, those teams will be ready to rock and roll. And you, you want Ohio State to go into that game fully armed with all their weapons and all of their guys, and you don't want them to be hampered because of the Big Ten has a stupid rule that is totally outdated, not even in line with science, stronger than any other guidelines in the world, including the CDC. Precisely. 
the four teams in the college football playoff should be playing under the same rules, including COVID rules. And those COVID rules should be set by medical professionals, not whatever the hell the Big Ten did. And they've been Big Ten's been making stuff up as they've gone along anyway. So once Ohio State makes the college football playoff, if they do, they need to all be on the same page and, uh, you know, level playing field all with the same guidelines. This 21-day stuff, no, 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 no. no. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, the, the question was posed to me, and I don't have the answer. What What will the Big Ten do or what can they do if the if Ohio State told them to kick rocks? We're not, right, exactly. We're not going to abide by your rules. Yeah, like, what, what are they going to do? What, what are they going to do, kick Ohio State out of the Big Ten? Like, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only thing that I can – possibly think of is some type of monetary fine or they would try to pull some stunt and say that the player who shouldn't have played you know in that playoff game is now ineligible for the national championship if Ohio State won but at that point to me it it seems like they would be opening themselves up to some form of litigation there uh but who couldn't do that because like if if they're all playing by the same rules and like there's an Ohio state player or players that have to miss the Northwestern game, but they're able to come back by CDC guidelines, you know, by, you know, two weeks later, which is crazy. It's just two weeks after the big 10 championship game will be the college football playoff semifinals. If they're all playing by the same rules, I don't know how they would then make the Ohio state player ineligible for the championship game because the, the four playoff teams would all be playing by the same rules. You know what I mean? Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. It would be curious, but if I were Gene Smith and the president, because um, I know Ryan Day said he's going to let those guys handle it, I would just say, hey, our guys are playing. We're going to follow the CDC guidelines. This is what it says. We're going to do the same thing as the other three teams. Do something, Kevin Warren. Do something to Big Ten. What are you going to do? We're the breadwinners. We're the flag bearers. We carry this conference on our back. If it wasn't for us, Fox wouldn't be able to charge $200,000 for every 90-second commercial that they air during the Big Ten championship or the Michigan game because Ohio State gets the, the, the eyeballs that Fox wants and the Big Ten wants in order to be able to distribute uh, paydays throughout the rest of the conference. So I would, I would, if I was Ohio State, I would absolutely dare the Big Ten to do something. Exactly. Very well said. Again, what's the Big Ten going to do? Nada. All right, let me ask you this. So it looks like when and Ohio State is in the CFP, do you think, do you agree with that? Do you think it comes down to seeding? Do you, do they need style points? What do you make of tomorrow's game? How it, pertains to the college football playoff yeah with the with the florida loss i think ohio state has really locked themselves into the playoffs with a win at this point i don't think style points really matter the playoff committee has said for several weeks now keeping ohio state at number four that they truly believe that the buckeyes is the four best team it was one of the four best teams in the country so right now it's get in there and get out with a win and they're in I think the seeding is going to be contingent on what happens between Notre Dame and Clemson. That right there will, will pretty much dictate, you know, where where the, the matchup will, will lay because I think Alabama will handle Florida there. And we talked about this, you know, last week, we before last. If Notre Dame wins, I, I believe Notre Dame will be number two. Ohio State will, will go to number three at that point. I think Texas A&M, who – sitting in the five slot right now will be in the fourth seed with a rematch against Alabama and if it's flipped if Notre Dame loses I still think they will probably 
probably be in there at the number four seed, and you will see a Clemson versus an Ohio State rematch with Notre Dame and Alabama playing. But I think either way right now, Ohio State is most likely looking to be playing in Pasadena uh, in the three slot as long as they win. Um, and I know there's been a lot of talk about getting that game moved because California is under such severe COVID restrictions right now. The, the parents of the players would not be able to attend that game. And so there's been a significant amount of pushback from the SEC and the ACC trying to get that game moved. And there's a, there's a lot of chatter that it may get moved. To me personally, I just think that they should just do a double hitter in New Orleans, have the, the first game, you know, early on and the second game later on that night, there's no point to have Clemson and Ohio State traveling all the way to Pasadena just to play that game. Or if you want to have Ohio State versus uh, a Notre Dame matchup, just play it in Indy, play it in Detroit. You know, this is an odd year. Have the games much closer so that parent the parents can be able to see these games because we always talk about how much the players have sacrificed in order to get where they're at. A lot of people don't talk about all the sacrifice that the parents have made. They can't even see their sons. They can't touch their sons. They're missing them during the holidays. And I know Monica Johnson uh, has said, Paris Johnson's uh, mother has said that one of her, you know, most cherished things about this football season is just being able to blow him a kiss from the stands because you know, they can't see them because Ohio State's trying to follow proper protocols to keep everybody safe. So I truly believe you need to have those parents in the stands to see their sons play on the highest stage. For sure. And it does sound like the Rose Bowl is going to try and make that happen if they can. All right, last thing. Let's uh, switch gears to recruiting to end the show. The Buckeyes signed, as we all know, a tremendous class on Wednesday. And they had the chance to add five-star JT Tui Molo Al to the hall, and I don't know if they're going to catch Alabama or not. At this point, I, I, I don't want to say I don't care because it would be cool, but uh, what a great class. Just your thoughts on the class they signed, and what and do you think they will land JTT? Yeah, I, I had to say, Dave, it was probably one of the most boring signing days that, that we've seen in a very long time. And so true. That's a, that's a good thing. You didn't have guys out there doing the – doing the uh, old hat dance or, or guys taking it down to the wire or will this guy flip? It was just, hey, this this class, they're a tight-knit group. They're all about their business. By 9 a.m. East Coast time, all of the letters were in. Mark Ratoni, you know, sent out who, who they got and with the social media, and that was it. And it's a beautiful thing because when you don't have that, when you don't have any drama with the number two recruiting class in the country, that right there tells you that these guys are going to be ready to come in uh, next month. Because I think they have, what, 16 guys they're going to be enrolling early. So they're going to have a significant amount of uh, guys from that class on campus starting next month. But as far as JT, I, I do believe that Ohio State will get him. They've been the front runner for several weeks now, having uh, a Mecca and and Guy Scott Jr. working on him. I, I truly believe that Ohio State will pull that one out. Will it be enough to catch Alabama? It's going to be close. It depends on what they do. But with Rashawn uh, Davis, the linebacker out of California, not uh, making a decision until February, Ohio State 
believes that they're in the thick of things with him. He's a highly regarded linebacker. And if Ohio State can pull him in February along with JT, that right there could put them over top. Fantastic insights, as always, from the one and only Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book. Thank you to all of the listeners out there. Enjoy the Big Ten Championship game tomorrow, Bucknutters. Nutters.